I am Latoya Benton. Xavier Hill was my son. He was murdered by the state police on January the 9th, 2021. From Albury. He was murdered by DC Metropolitan, the police in their custody. He died in their custody and they claim that they don't know what happened. They had they had no business arresting him. This is Life After the Impact, a podcast for impacted families by impacted families. It focuses on what happens after the media, the lawyers, and the activists are gone. Impacted families are left to face uh, the loss of a loved one who police sponsored violence. We will focus on their continued fight for justice and how you can grow involved. The one who just walks away. Bunch of police take another life today. Leave a loved one's torn that I left to say. Candles burning. All we do is pray. Yeah. Working on now is uh, 742 is a canine bill because the California Police Department wants to bring the canine back in to have its own little force. So these dogs can have the ability to bite us, right? To make an arrest. Matter of fact, to use use of force on you through the dog bites rather than them just beating you down. They'll put these dogs on you now. But there's, you know, and, and just kind of going through a backdrop, there's a there's a history within our DNA concerning these dogs running us down. Absolutely. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And so enslavement period. Exactly. You know, yeah. and so we we're arguing that this canine force don't need to be in existence. These dogs bite. Uh, don't need to happen, you know, we don't want them to have free reign with these dogs, these canine dogs, to be able to just chase you down and just eat you alive or bite and put holes all in you, right? Because mm -hmm. these dog bites are pretty severe. One thing to another. What the 968.023 did was put power back in the people's hands. We forget that we have the power. We say these words in the streets, but one of the things that we forget is it's not just about voting. Right. It's about knowing the system. And that is what my mother That is what something like this does to somebody. It takes somebody who was gardening in her garden with her grandchildren and puts them in front of a computer and makes them learn every application, every law that they need to know to make sure that they can get some justice. Good evening. My name is Roxanne Johnson. My son's name is Jamal Bird. He was uh, killed by DC Metropolitan Police October the 1st, 2019. I'm here with my co-host. Hey, co-host. Hey, good evening, you guys. I am Latoya Benson, the mother of Xavier Hill. Xavier was killed by Virginia State Police too state police officers at the tender age of 18, January the 9th, 2021. Tonight, we are honored to be joined by Mrs. Nora Massey. Nora, you want to go ahead and give your intro, please? Hi, everyone. 
Hi, Toya and Roxanne. It's an honor, and Mel, it's an honor and pleasure to have me on tonight. I'm Nora Massey, the mother of Terrell Massey, who was, um, who was killed in the New York State penal system. Terrell passed away on January 3rd, 2022, from some injuries he sustained while in custody. Mm, yeah. All right. Roxanne, you, you go first. <laughs> It's, it's wonderful to have you this evening, Miss Nora. We, you know, of course we met and um, we have um, broke bread together, right? Uh, um, yeah. We want to hear about your son. What took place um, while your son was incarcerated that ended, it resulted in his untimely death? Well, um, we were um, in the pandemic, um, Roxanne and Toya, and um, I hadn't seen my son in over a year and a half because of the COVID pandemic. So um, he was in, in the box, which is solitary confinement for most of that time. And um, he was transferred from one correctional facility to the other, um, which was the latest one was Southport Correctional Facility. Um, we were discussing um, that Monday how we were going to come back and have a visit because we hadn't, you know, broke bread or been together in so long. And that Monday, um, <clears throat> he was in his right spirits, jolly, happy as ever, excited about him getting a visit. And by that end, of, um, by the end of the week, I hadn't heard anything from him. And this was back in October of 2021. Hadn't heard anything from him in a couple of days. And when, um, even though I didn't hear anything from him, I always had a system, I'm calling a horn, which that means the counselor to see what's going on. I called the counselor. He said, my son um, lost his um, privileges. I said, how do you lose privileges in, um, why are you in solitary confinement? And he said he couldn't see nothing in the, in the computer why he lost it. So I said, that's okay. I'll be there tomorrow to see him anyway. Um, so I drove down three and a half hours and pressed my way to that prison Saturday morning, which was um, October the 30th, 2021, for the guard to come to my car and tell me that my son was in the hospital. And I said, in the hospital? What do so you mean call, he's in the hospital? Hold on, Laura. So they didn't call you at all. You got to the jail yourself, and they came outside and told you he was in the hospital? Well, actually, the guy was, this was like an unusual thing. Normally, I get out and go in the, in the building and get processed to go and see him, see my mm -hmm. son. But this particular day, I felt funny because the guard was sitting in the parking lot already and walked up to my car and asked me, was I Ms. Massey? I said, yes. He said, you're here to see Terrell? I said, yes. He said, well, Terrell is in the hospital. I said, what do you mean he's in the hospital? Oh, he OD, OD'd off some bug spray last night. I say, you got to be kidding me. So I wanted to speak to some higher official to really get the story about what's going on with my boy. And nobody, all of a sudden, no one was there to explain anything to me other than 
where he was. He was like 10 minutes away from the prison, but I was devastated. I, could, I couldn't even find it. That's how devastated I was. So no one never came and talked to me about his condition or anything. I kept calling the hospital that they told me he was that. They kept telling me he wasn't there. The prison kept telling me that he was there. So it was like um, a HIPAA violation to say if people are in the hospital. So they wouldn't give me any um, information whether my son was dead or alive. Mm -hmm. So um, by that so next day, would, would, he's huh? not. He's still he's still considered, I guess, quote unquote, state property, right? So how why do they not know what's going on with him? Well, they wasn't disclosing any of that information on the phone. They said because they didn't know who I was, oh my and God. yeah, they didn't know who I was. And then all of a sudden, um, now I visit him regularly, almost every weekend, every week for sixteen years. All of a sudden, every number. And now remind you, they process me every time I come in and go over my address and phone number and those things. He just called me on Monday, but they don't have a correct phone number for me all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. So so you didn't get informed by the um, officials at the penitentiary regarding your son's condition? Not at all until Sunday after they, they seen that I came and was requiring about my son. Now, everybody wants to call me. The hospital, the Iman at the facility, now they wanna call me after I came. But before then, they said he'd been in there ever since Friday, but I didn't get a call at all that he was even in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to the counselor and he didn't even tell me. Mm -mm -mm. So, so once they did inform you about your son being hospitalized, what, what happens next? Um, I was already on my way up to see him and um, call his father and my daughter and uncle. We all came back down. Um, as I stated Saturday, I was so devastated. All I could do was cry and drive three hours back, try to make my way home and call everybody, uh, every official I knew in Buffalo and tell them they um, did something to my boy, but they won't tell me where he is. So, As in the comments they put in here, so you're saying they attempted to contact you and the number was no good or they didn't contact you at all? They didn't contact me at all to after I came there. Mm -hmm. So it was busy. <laughs> They was busy getting their story together. That's what yes. they was doing. Right now, normally we have the cases where, you know, we see the people who shot by the police. Uh, Terrell died in solitary confinement, and they told Ms. Nora that he died from a bug spray overdose. Keep in mind, he is in solitary confinement. He was on the verge of also getting out of prison. Ms. Nora, what was he going to be getting out? Well, he did 16 years. They gave him, um, he was wrongfully convicted, which he was given 20 years to life in prison at age 16. And he did 16 years. So um, he was getting, he had one foot in and one foot out. Um, his paperwork was up in Washington in the Fifth Circuit Court at that time. So um, not just to um, fight for his death, 
but to fight for his innocence as well, because he never did what they say he did in the first place. Can we show a picture please as well? Thank you. A couple of photos here we're speaking about, like Roxanne always says, we wanna put a name with the face. You got to get familiar with who these people are we're speaking in regards to a lot of these photos that Ms. Laura had. Terrell has been in prison since he was 16 years old. So imagine being 16 years old, getting locked up, being wrongfully convicted at 16, you're on the verge of coming out of prison. And they tell your mother that you overdose on bug spray while in solitary confinement. What in a ham? We we um often see these themes playing over and over, Miss Nora, where these people who are supposed to um, keep us safe and and protect our society, and even you know, in the case of your son wrongly convicted you know, rehabilitate individuals. They create these crises, right? right. They go about the business of covering them up, shutting yeah. up, being quiet, not, not telling the truth. If you're in solitary confinement, now I've never been in solitary confinement, but my understanding is, in, is that there's nothing there except your bed, your toilet, and some linen, maybe, right? Is, is, yeah. is there in there? Mm -hmm. Huh? Do they have a window? I don't, sometimes it depends. Different facilities have different, you know, setups. But that's right, Roxanne, toilet, bed. Um, they don't even give you shoe strings for your shoes or none of that. So, um, and, and you're locked down 24 hours a day, unless you go, um, they give you an hour for shower or wreck if you want it. Mm -hmm. so okay. he has no access to anything and the food they give him food through a hole so right. no and no other inmates have contact with each other when you're in solitary confinement you only have contact with guards and then you are if you're escorted to the um wreck or tool shower you have four or five guards on you um, but we're expected to believe that somehow your son in solitary confinement got in touch with some lethal ingredients, bug spray, that in that um what caused him to overdose and ended his life. Ended up in the hospital. He stayed in the hospital um for three for three months um on life support. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So have you ever been given like um any information about what the cause what the actual cause? of your son's um, death was? Well, they um, went after being in there for two months and a half. Um, they took a um, biopsy of the brain and said that he had a brain tumor and he died with um, stage four cancer. Mm -hmm. um, so was there any, so the toxicology report, was there any bug spray in the system? No, no. Nothing was in the system. Nothing. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. So, so th this is why we, we what we're doing the podcast, you guys, too, is to um, expose how corrupt the system actually is. Um, like we said all the time, so just because someone died, a lot of times these killings don't just happen in the street. They have jail all the time, and people don't talk about this stuff. 
they'll talk about it. They say you're in jail. They kind of think you're out of sight and out of mind. That's not how it's supposed to be. We have a mom right here who's explaining to you all her son died in the state's custody, and they're trying to say that he died of bug spray. So, Ms. Laura, we want to kind of move forward a little bit. Um, I know you were telling us that they have given you no information at all as far as the case is concerned. Is that right? No, I haven't given no explanation, no anything. And normally when things of this nature happens, um, they have um, something set up with the state that it is broadcast and the death of someone in custody. His was just swept under the rug. Nobody, no news. Um, it wasn't on the news. It wasn't in that newspaper. It's nothing, nothing, just like, you know, like you said, out of sight, out of mind. And my, um, I think like, well, what if he, he didn't have anybody in his corner and his parents? So how many other prisoners that you guys killed and just swept them away and buried them away without their family members even knowing where they are? That's correct. That's correct. But we're glad that you're speaking out tonight so that we that people who are in our listening audience can understand that, as Toya just said, it's not just, you know, being brutalized on the street, being shot and, and with no accountability. These um, correctional facilities, by the way, that are capitalism at its finest, because a lot of them are, um, are, are um, farmed out to, to these companies that you might even have some stock in, if you've got some stock, where they are doing wholesale uh, institutionalization of mainly our children, mainly our children. And a lot of people that are there don't, anyway, they're not there justly as we're listening to Ms. Noor. So wh where are you at with um, getting justice for your son? Well, as I explained to Toya um, a couple of times is when I don't understand where um, these attorneys and uh, civil rights attorneys, criminal attorneys, is when it, a case like this is uh, is time consuming. It's a lot of work, and they're not looking at the logistic of uh, someone' life has been taken. They're um, they're scared to go up against the system for whatever reason, and is like been pulling teeth going through all these attorneys and then they want the case they you tell them all the the outs and ends of the case and they get what what you tell them and then I don't know what's behind the scene and then they hold the case two and three weeks and then say oh well um we don't think we could take this case but so nothing changed from the beginning when I told you what happened and I have paperwork and document to back me up on what I'm saying. And it's just, it's just been hard on right. um, Roxanne trying and then finding uh, uh, the attorney, attorney general though, I think she's speaking about more so, so, for as far as like the, uh, the legal side with the attorney general not, did they not prosecute them, indict them? What, what happened with the officers or the Gregson CEO jail? What happened with those guys? No, they haven't, um, no one know what happened to them, first of all. So there's no one, no accountability for 
whoever killed him. I can't tell you it, whether it was two or three or four COs or what, the sergeant who it was, because I didn't know anything. Like I said, I found out that he was in the hospital, but I know he was in solitary confinement because that's where he's been for the last um, couple of months. And that's all I could tell you. And I know I talked to my son and he was in his right state of mind and laughing and joking and doing what he normally do. I didn't feel that he was in no danger, so. Well, as you guys know, part of this here is getting answers for Ms. Laura. Um, if you wanna go ahead and flash the call or action on the screen, it is imperative that we contact the Attorney General. Um, the Attorney General is who Ms. Doyle, this is correct, press and correct in order to get any kind of um, answers to the case. Is that right, Ms. Laura? Yes. So, Ms. Norris asks, as you guys will see here for the call of action, please contact New York Attorney General. Is it pronounced Latia? 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 Latisha James. Latisha James. Latisha James. Yeah. I call you guys on the regards to the Wells case. And ask her, what's going on with the case? We need some answers. That's right. Right. Apply some pressure. Apply some pressure. Make some noise. Because that's the only way that we can get some justice. Because they're not willing to do it on their own. So we have to make them do it. We have to make them do it. And as, as other people have come on to this um, podcast and said, we have the power. They work for us. We don't work for them. They work for us. They're public servants. That's what that's supposed to be, right? And so we have the power right. to contact Letitia James, who's attorney general in New York, and and our and our fam that's up in New York. Get on the phone, fam. Get on the phone and call the AG of New York. Um, you can make you can do an email, ag.ny.gov. Call contact them. It only that's takes right. five minutes. Do it while you while you listening to us. Do it now. Why it's fresh on your mind. Make oh. a phone call, leave a message because, oh. because we need to be loud about these things so that they can stop doing this stuff without any accountability. Just awesome. to visit the website right there as well. The contact up there for the little email form thing, it's up there, you guys. It takes a, a millisecond to go ahead and send these calls out. Mm -hmm. um, part of this here, we want to, you know, of course, we're going to show the call of actions, but there's no point of showing the call of action without putting the work behind it to get the action work done. This is important. Imagine your kid getting killed, or your kid going to jail at 16 years old, about to come home. They tell her he overdosed on bug spray, but they didn't even tell her. She went to go visit him and had to find her on her own. So the system in itself, see how the system just, the, the system itself is so screwed up. We as a people have to always come together and to come together in solidarity for our families. That's right. That's right. Yes. Amen. Right. And, and we're standing with you, um, Miss Nora. We want you to know we're standing with you tonight. We know we can see the, un the injustice that was done to you and your family. And we are standing with you. Um, we will continue to, to stand with you, whatever other actions that you come up with. If you do a, a petition to Letitia James, you know, she ran for a governor at one point, you know, Letitia James. Yes. But we, mm -hmm. don't have, we don't have any permanent um, fr friends or enemies. We only got permanent uh, 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 actions. That's all we, that's all we, right. we all about that action. And so uh, yes. those that are listening to us out in our listening audience, 
please make this a priority because this could have very well been you or your loved one. It could have been because the jail yes. system, the penitentiary system is full of what? Melanated people. But it is. Yes. That's right. It's they need. We are demanding that they treat us the, the way that with dignity and respect. Right. And you yes. guys, the life, the life after the impact page as well. Uh, we're going to post on there not only for Terrell's call of action. We have an actual call of action Google Doc. There's about I think between nine and ten other actions that you can help out with daily. Um, it, there it is right there. The the it's actually so user friendly that all you have to do is click on you can click on the email, click on the number, and from your smartphone, it should do the action for you. We're trying to make it so that it's user friendly. Um, and there's also an option at the bottom, so it's at the top actually. Uh, we don't have all the names. We don't have all the names. We don't know all the people. We don't. We, 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 you know, that's impossible to know. But what we can say is we can provide a call or accent. Whoever is missing out there, add them to the list. Add them to the list. And the one time you get up, call real fast. It, the, the thing with the emails, you can schedule those out. You don't got to do it every single day. Schedule it out on your on your email or whatnot, you know. But use call or action and also share it as well. Yes. Yes. And this and this list is only growing. Yeah, that's the sad part. Yes. Only and as long as this is growing, we should still be fighting, right? Yep, as long as it's growing. You know, um, I, I'd like to challenge everybody this week. Take the same way you take time to, you know, get on your treadmill, go for a walk, go get you a coffee or whatever. Take five minutes to, to call up this action form and just go through that list and make those calls. That's the challenge for this week. Do it. Look, they are doing the ice bucket challenge and everything. Right. Let's have a call or action challenge. Okay. It really doesn't. People out here, y'all be out here climbing on crates, wishing your life for life's on Facebook, like on Facebook, right? right? Facebook, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's so, challenge it on Facebook because that's where you, everybody always got to post all of the pictures of themselves and this, that. Click that button on Facebook and, and support these young men and women that's lives been taken from them so brutally for no apparent reason let's yeah that's the call of action put it on facebook that's right and message. right that's right, that's right. That's make a face. instagram <laughs> that's right right all right so just real fast if we can just one more time let's show who terrell is on the screen and as well as a slice of call of action to call um this is james tomorrow as well we're going to add, we'll update the call of action as well. Um, we're going to have that particular one up on our page. We're going to also update the actual Google Docs spreadsheet as well to um, add information to there also. It's about nine or ten names out there. So there are always ways you can get involved. This podcast not only about making people aware of what's going on, it's about getting involved. That's the main thing. We can talk all this all day long, y'all, but if we're not actually making a phone call for real, some point discussing it, you know. So we're giving y'all the tools. We don't have all the tools, but here's some tools. Um, this mom is right here. She's asking out for help for this call of action. Call us later tomorrow. Ask what happened. What, what happened to Mr. Massey? You know, ask this could be your family. That's right. That's yes. Right. 
Amen. Right. That's right. Well, I'm upset. I don't have enough for night. How about you? Hey, I, I'm just saying, let's let's be be about it. Let's be active in getting justice um, for all these for all these souls that deserve it. They deserve to, you know, their families deserve to know the truth. They they deserve to have accountability. We can make it happen. Our voices make a difference, and use your voice to make a difference. Amen. Difference. That's the main thing. Like I said again, you guys keep in mind police brutality and murder does not happen here in the streets. It happens. I think is, am I saying is it prison? But how to go in the pipeline? I, I can't think of the, the correct term of how you say it, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, a prison pipeline. That's prison pipeline. There yeah. you go. Prison pipeline. So y'all know all the time it happens right here in the jail. You got a mom right here explaining to you all happy right to your son. This is not an oxygen story. This is a real story with a real mother who's saying to you all, I need the help. So please, like Rock said, so take take the challenge. Take the take take the call to action challenge this week hmm. and make that call. Right. Until next time, this has been Life After the Impact. Right. So good night. Have a good Thank night. you, ladies. You're welcome. One of the challenges that we realize there's not enough to right. take freeze happening around the country. And most of the names people don't know. Yeah. So I think we have to go to the DOJ and source and say to them, listen, we got thousands of names. And we believe these names are connected to patterns in local law enforcement that's going unchecked. And we know more individuals are going to die because of it. Because the consent decrees, again, like that happened after Rodney King. And different administrations, the Trump administration came in and they ended them. So we really need something in place that takes the consent decrees to the next level. The community of individuals and families who, who hold these names near and dear have to go to the DOJ and make this a priority. And I think it also gives us the ability to begin to think and organize together. Because people have to realize the, the gravity of what we're dealing with. We're dealing with folks being lynched in 2023. And Literally. not only are we dealing with folks being lynched, we're dealing with folks being, Black folks being lynched predominantly with no accountability, no, no recourse, no. nothing. Left no. to deal with that trauma, right? Yeah. But we need to talk about what the next level of pressure and accountability looks like, because I think we have to go beyond consent decrees as well. Wow. Mm -hmm. I am Latoya Benton. Xavier killed my son. He was murdered by the state police on January the 9th, 2021. He was murdered by DC Metropolitan the police in their custody. He died in their custody and they claimed that they don't know what happened. They had they had no business arresting him. This is Life After the Impact, a podcast for impacted families by impacted families. The focus is on what happens after the media, the lawyers, and the activists are gone. 
impacted families are left to face uh, the loss of a loved one to be police sponsored violence. We will focus on their continued fight for justice and how you can get involved. The one who just walks away. Bunch of police taking another life today. Leaving loved ones torn to LFSA. Candle burning. All we do is pray.